Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It's uh, Mark Watson with us this morning, Reuben Bradley, and our thanks to Brent uh, New Zealand for uh, being uh, our show sponsor. I look forward to a continued association with everyone. Uh, if you're in the market for any John Deere product at all, and there are plenty of them, uh, pop along to your nearest Brandt outlet. Mark Watson, good morning to you. Reuben Bradley, good morning to you. I had cricket on the agenda uh, talking about last night's T20, Mark Watson, but um, I think it's been gazumped by the Martin Guptill news. Yeah, this is a fascinating one. Uh, Martin Guptill, probably what's that a declaration that maybe his time representing New Zealand is over and now it's maybe a chance to cash in on what has been a very good international career. Just running through his one-day statistics, you know, almost averaging 42, 30 in T20 games. Um, yeah, uh, look, there's an argument, isn't there? I'd still like to see him in this T20 and one-day format, particularly here in New Zealand. I think he's always performed brilliantly here. Uh, Finn Allen is looking sort of more and more one-dimensional. Um, but, yeah, look, look, one of those decisions, um, you know, set yourself up. I think he'll always have a legacy, Martin Guptawone, in terms of what he did in the short form of the game in this country. And I think we'll always be in that discussion in terms of, you know, when you do look back and reflect on who your greatest one-day sides are and who your greatest T20 sides are in terms of who your openers might be, I think Martin Gupta at his best was very much a game-changer. Reuben Bradley, highly respected. Uh, you are, too, by the way. Uh, um, Ma- Ma- Martin Guptill. Um, man, I-, I can't think. I mean, I, I look at Williamson, I look at Taylor, uh, and then I think Guptill's next cab off the rank in terms of respect and what he's done for New Zealand cricket thus far. So this is, um, this is quite a big statement from him. I absolutely agree. This is the... Potentially, what we're looking at is the end of an era. Um, it's good, and I'm pleased that New Zealand cricket, in some ways, have sort of righted, done something towards righting a wrong in terms of how the, his exit from the squad came about over the last couple of weeks, but it shouldn't have quite happened this way in the first place. Um, so at least they've, uh, it feels like they've moved quickly to give him this opportunity and release him from the contra- uh, from the contract. But, I mean, I'll just, um, if, if he doesn't play for New Zealand or only plays sporadically, I mean, I'll always remember him as, oh, I believe, just one of the cleanest striker of the ball perhaps we've ever had, if not maybe since Chris Keans. Uh, but just mm. there's a ability to just hit that ball so sweetly and so far and my greatest memory of uh, Guptill will always be that quarterfinal against the West Indies where he just 
took the game away completely and just uh, sealed our spot. We talked so much about that semi-final win over South Africa, mm-hmm. but that uh, just complete dismantling of West Indies at Wellington in 2015 will always uh, stick out as my great memory of Guptill. Oh, me too. Uh, me too. I was lucky enough to be able to commentate on that. He faced the first ball of the innings. He faced the last ball of the innings. <laughs> he remained unbeaten. And in the meantime, he scored 237 runs. Uh, there'll be more reflections on Martin Guptill, I'm sure, uh, around the place uh, uh, from uh, today onwards for, for quite some time. Uh, Mark Watson, are you a, a FIFA World Cup man? Oh, look, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. No vivid memories. I go right back to Mario Kempi's uh, Argentina 1978 beating the Dutch and then 82, of course, with Maradona making his mark and then the great um, Paolo Rossi and uh, Dino Zoff for Italy. And, yeah, go right through clearly the hand of God in 86. And, yeah, no, huge part of my life. All Whites 1982, I remember always... I'm missing going to school late to be able to watch the All Whites in the morning and, um, you know, losing to, what was it, Scotland 5-2. I think we lost Brazil 4-0 and then Russia, I think, 3-0 along the way. But, yeah, no, big, big, big part of my life and still is. Love it. Well, what about um, Argentina getting rolled last night by Saudi Arabia? We knew there would be um, surprises. Didn't see that one coming. No, no, not at all. I've, you know, I've been working a bit at night and been making these little predictions. I was pretty good on day one, and I actually picked Argentina to win that one five 0 last night. Only for, uh, but I did say, I did say, look, there are going to be some upsets along the way, but I didn't see that one coming at all. But look, it's football, isn't it? It's great for the competition. It's great for the tournament. It's now how did Argentina bounce back from this? Did they implode? The media pressure on them, the pressure on Messi. He's never quite done it at a World Cup level. Can he put himself amongst the likes of the? Palais and the likes of the Maradonas, um, the Ronaldos, if he hasn't won a World Cup. I mean, they made that final, what, four years ago, didn't they? Was it four years or five years? I forget now with COVID. Um, yeah, look, fascinating. But you, look, there have been some big upsets. It's just, you know, you go back, you've only got to go back to, I think it was Cameroon beating Argentina in 1990 when Cameroon and the African nations really hadn't established themselves. Senegal beating France back in 2002, I think it was. Look, even, even New Zealand drawing with Italy back in 2010, that, that was a big story. They were big headlines around the world. And I think that what makes football so special um, you know you've got a chance haven't you you've got a chance and look what it does for a country look what it does for nationalism and that's that, that's why it's called the beautiful game that is a beautiful game sometimes it's not quite so beautiful Ruben I'll be back with you very shortly because I'd love to get your take on it as well um, I know you have uh, any number of commemorative jerseys around the place um, so hey, you've taken the first uh, two or three days, Ruben. I'll be back with you shortly. And uh, also with Mark Watson on part two of the panel. Uh, in the meantime, though, we've got uh, a little news update from Aroha. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Mark Watson is uh, with us this morning, as is the boss and not Bruce Springsteen. It's uh, Reuben Bradley uh, with us. Uh, I, I, listening to Mark Watson reminisce, actually, I go back to 1966. I remember Jeff Hurst's three goals against West Germany. Uh, I also remember Martin Peters uh, and Bobby Moore lifting the trophy at Wembley. So uh, that's how far I go back. And Reuben Bradley, I'm uh, um, very positively told here, confidently told, you have at least six 
at least six English football well, jerseys. That only counts. Which matches the goals. Uh, yes. Yeah, it matches the goals they got. It does. <laughs> it was a great start, definitely. That only counts six if I include the fact that one of them is reversible, uh, <laughs> which makes it two. Um, yeah, big, big England fan here. Uh, I mean, I just always have the motherland, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's because uh, we follow the Premier League so closely here as well. Uh, but yeah, it's been a fantastic uh, start to the tournament as far as I'm concerned. I've got France in the uh, office sweepstakes as well. Mm-hmm. And after a little uh, scare early on, that all turned out roses as far as I was concerned. So, yes, it, it has been a wonderful start. That England game, I would say that's the kind of game at these tournaments that they, uh, you know, it's a scratchy win. They score something late and they beat them 1-0 with a dodgy penalty or something. Uh, it's just the last three tournaments for England. They just, I just don't see that. And, and they've obviously progressed to decent stages deep into the tournament more than they have in the in, in the decades gone by previously. They they don't seem to be as, well, they don't choke as often as they used to. So, um, mm. you know, I've probably put the kibosh on them now. Uh, but whilst they might not be the Brazil-style favourites, uh, I, I do believe they are not uh, the England of, you know, the last couple of decades. These last three tournaments, they're okay under pressure, and I think that's probably Southgate's leadership. Okay, interesting. He certainly has made an impression, Gareth Southgate. They will not win it, though, with Harry Maguire. They just will not win it as long as Harry Maguire is in that team. Look, I understand loyalty, I understand coach relationships, and that guy hasn't let you down in the past, but they will not win it if Harry Maguire is still in that defensive outfit as this tournament progresses. Um, But I share Ruben's sentiment when it comes to England. I hate English rugby with an absolute passion, but I love English football, and I cannot tell you why. I think it is the Liverpool connection. Okay, well, let's stay on the Manchester United connection there with uh, Maguire. Uh, And he no longer is going to have Cristiano Ronaldo as a teammate by the look of it, Mark Watson. So this is uh, the end of a pretty ugly era for Manchester United. Yeah, look, I, I think what Cristiano Ronaldo's got to realise, he's 38, he's not quite the player that he once was, and Eric Ten Hag, I think, has identified that. He, he's not that, he doesn't do the hard yards anymore, he tends to sit up front a lot more. I think if you put a, a GPS on him and measured the distance that he covered, I think you would see a major drop-off in what he once did around a football field. And I think Cristiano Ronaldo is probably just struggling accepting the fact that he's not as good as he once was, and he still wants to be as good as he once was. Um, has this damaged his reputation? Oh, look, maybe with some Manchester United fans, but 10, 15 years now, when it's all said and done, they'll just look back, and Ronaldo will be talked about the era of Messi, and he'll be considered one of the greats. Are we two for him? You'll probably end up in Miami, won't he, with David Beckham's American outfit. That's generally where you end up once your career is pretty much done and dusted, you sort of go and play in the United States. But look, I think it's good for Manchester United. Um, clearly disruptive. They're trying to turn things around. Um, and yeah, this hasn't helped that situation at all. Um, but again, like England, as long as Manchester United have got Harry Maguire, they're not going to go far. <laughs> OK, let's look at uh, the Black Caps' uh, performance uh, last night. Uh, without Kane Williamson, which is becoming a bit of an issue to talk about, and now clearly without Martin Guptill. So uh, <clears throat> this is starting to become uh, almost, uh, is it the start of a new era, Mark Watson? Is it, is it possible to, to think that the, we're starting a new era here or not? Well, I, I, I think you do. I mean, I think you've got some good players there. Con- Conway is, you know, clearly clearly uh, an absolute star in the making. Oh, 
I'm sort of hearing a few rumours that there is a division between Gary Stead and Kane Williamson, and that's not all necessarily. That's not that relationship's not good. There's slightly different philosophies there. I think the new era starts when Kane Williamson maybe steps down from playing white ball cricket, and I think that should be the big discussion point at the moment. Um, what did he score 50 the other day or 48? Um, balls uh, hasn't been in great nick for the last 18 months but it's that whole thing isn't it you get rid of Kane Williamson who do you bring in um, but look you know I, I was just trying to think I, I looked at that one day game yesterday um, we were updating regularly England Australia there must have been about 3,000 people at the MCG watching one day cricket I mean this is England Australia this has got Steve Smith it's got David Warner it's got some of the greatest players that have ever played the game and no one's watching it and that's going to be a concern for cricket and a wider issue and you're thinking well okay so what does T 20 cricket now, I mean, and you're going, well, it just puts a smile on your face. It's not really a game that leaves a legacy. And so why not? Why doesn't New Zealand cricket now look to change it up, bring in some youthful exuberance? And I hate sport doing it, but put all your eggs in one basket and try and build towards the next T20 World Cup, which tend to come around every two years. So we're not winning at the moment. It's a fickle game. Um, give guys like Chapman more opportunity. Um, I think there are some really exciting things happening in New Zealand cricket, but, yeah, clearly just something not quite right at the moment. So I lost a T20 series, Ruben, um, albeit rain-dominated. Um, but India take the series 1-0, and now the attention turns to uh, Eden Park, the first of three one-day internationals. Well, what are you predicting there? I mean, to, and I got a bit of trouble with Frank this morning because I predicted that India would get whopped in the series because of all the defections that I, they had, and of course that hasn't been the case. Um, what about the one-day series? Can we dominate that? I think we can. I think things will come right. I think with Kane, I think people are measuring his form against his record, which, yes, relative to him, he is not... Uh, but we've got to remember this is across all codes. He hasn't been in particularly good form of late. But if you uh, if you look at his form, he's in re- really out of touch compared to what we know he's capable of. But I would still have him in that team unless we're worried about uh, you know his long term um, health because of because of his elbow injury and making sure that he can have some longevity in in his career. Um, so that's where I stand with 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 Kane. By his standards, he's out of form. But I still have him in that team. Um, so no, I think things will come right for this uh, one day series. It's just hard to get too, too excited considering all the Indian players who have not come to the series and whether they're taking it seriously. Clearly it feels like they're not. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, very interesting uh, indeed on, on that particular score. Uh, Mark Watson, if I put you in the hot seat, are you used to that? Um, Sports Woman of the Year on the back of Lydia Coe's performance. Uh, is she a chance? Oh, yeah, look, she is, but I think you have to go with Zoe sadowski Senate. I think we forget that she won Olympic Games gold at the Winter Olympics. Uh, first ever Winter Olympics gold for a New Zealand athlete. She also picked up a bronze. Um, it's easy to get caught up in the here and the now. Lydia Coe definitely in the mix, without a doubt. Um, but look, I, I've got I, I've just it's the Olympics, and you've only got to look back through our Winter Olympic history. We don't win a lot of medals, which demonstrates just how difficult it is. Uh, I think the thing that misses off Lydia Coe this year is she doesn't have that major championship. And what I will say, where I think golf and some of those sports have a bit more of an advantage, they get opportunities every week to right the wrongs from the previous week, and so they get a lot more chances at winning the big things where, you know, that Olympic Games, it's pretty much one-off. You've got to get it right. It's once every four years. 
Um, but look, yeah, it's a great debate. It's just a wonderful reflection on the depth and width of sport in this country, particularly amongst our women, that we can be world-class in snow sports, we can be world-class in golf, world-class in rugby. We've got Joelle King doing great things in squash, and uh, and that's only a few sports. So, yeah, and look, and I think right across the board, when it actually comes to the overall Halberg Award, I know there's a lot of emotion around the women's rugby team and all the rest of it, but Zoe Sadowski-Sinnott should win this, and she should win it comfortably. Okay, Ruben, is that, is that how you see it? I mean, uh, I mean, the Black Ferns dominating the Rugby Awards the other day. I would imagine they'll be Team of the Year. Wayne Smith will be Coach of the Year. But how about Female Athlete of the Year? Will that come from the Black Ferns squad as an individual or outside? Yeah, I was certainly looking at your your Porsches um, and uh, Stacey Flula. You know, what a game that final! I think you ha- you have to uh, recognise that there were there were a handful of players in that Black Ferns team who who really stood up this season and during that tour when it really counted um, and I don't think you could separate them and uh, probably a lock for team of the year and it yeah it has to be that historic first gold at a Winter Olympics that has to uh, I think trump the other achievements for mine. Lydia fantastic brilliant she'll be right up there uh, but I think that first gold is hard to go past. Okay uh, thanks very much gentlemen uh, Mark Watson and Reuben Bradley have been our guests this morning on the panel. There will be another one, of course, uh, tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, thanks for your p- uh, participation. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.